Hi, this is Joran Albrick, son of Death Probe, nephew of Weasel Skull, godson of Dark Web, and you're listening to Crusader Chronicles. Read, Read them, them all. all! Read them all! Read them all! Yell it! Read them all! Read them all! Yell it! Read them all! <laughs> <laughs> Say, read them all! You're listening to Crusader Chronicles episode 29, featuring Amazing Spider-Man number 173 and X-Men number 107 from July 1977. Welcome to the 29th episode of Crusader Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Pat, a.k.a. DJ Chris Statos. Crusader Chronicles is a podcast that will journal the comic book issues read chronologically by the release date from my comic book collection, either in a digital, in a trade, or from the many law boxes stashed away in my basement. Each episode will provide short recaps, reviews, and ratings of the issue or issues for the release date. The goal is to keep me actively reading through my collection and have some fun along the way talking about the comics with my friends. Joining me this episode, I would say probably my so-called friends, I guess, for the last 28th episodes. Wow. Can you guys believe that? Yes. We're getting close. This is 29. We're getting close to 30. <laughs> that, that, is, that works. That, that is. Yay. 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 Yeah. Well, now we've heard them in the background. Let's go ahead and see who's all here with me. We'll start with, as always, Jarrett Albrecht, the yard sale artist. That is a prescription for danger. A.K.A. Death Probe. Hello, hello, hello. Let me tell you what I did earlier today. I was fairly certain I had the flu. I went to the hospital. I forced people at gunpoint to cure me. It worked. Six seconds later, flu. It It was a rough day. That's not good. You're probably burning up. I am burning up. Those six seconds, though, that it was cured was nice, <laughs> but uh, didn't last. But that's what I've been up to. Who else is on the show with us today, Pat? Speaking of somebody who isn't sick, let's talk to Jason, the Weasel Skull Albert. Well, hello, hello. It's good to be back. While Jared was at the hospital, I took a little trip to the other side of the galaxy, ran into a bunch of people I didn't know, and started to blow them away with my optic blast. It was a great time. <laughs> But now I'm back and I'm ready to start a show. That is an awesome trip there. I wish I could go along with you. Sounds like it was a fun time. Hope you met a lot of friends. Mm-mm. I would have brought you, but there was only one seat on my spaceship. Uh, <laughs> the oxygen was low. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm fine with standing. I do it a lot. <laughs> you hold the I didn't have a chance to get the inspectors to come in and check out those handlebars. Maybe uh, next trip, though. All right. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it then. Road trip. Oh, speaking of road trips, let's go ahead and take a trip on the dark web with Delvin Williams. I got a kind of confession. It's kind of a phobia of mine. Like, I I don't want to die alone, Mm. uh, guys. So, like, could you just please come close to me? Like, you know. What are you going to die of? Well, I mean, don't don't worry about it. It doesn't have anything Ooh. to do with Mary Jane. Ooh, that's a different kind of burning. Um, <laughs> you know what? Let's just keep moving. Let's, let's, keep, let's keep it right on moving. 
I think there's some cream for that or something. <laughs> cream filling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, speaking about cream filling, why don't we go ahead and get to everybody's favorite segment, Pets Police. Pets Police. Pets got it. Book yeah, now everybody behave themselves. It's Star Wars again, so everybody, everybody on their best behavior. Don't make tap come out. Yeah. <laughs> Best behavior, Pat. What's in your long boxes that we're not going to feature on today's show for the month of, what is this, July 77? July of 1977. Yes, it is. Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked. All right. And here's what I'm going to pull out from Pat's pull list. Excuse me while I whip this out. It's Star Wars number four. It was on sale July 12th of 1977. The title was In Battle with Darth Vader. Ooh. Writer was Roy Thomas. Penciler is... Howard Chaikin? I was doing my Darth Vader breathing. So. Oh, were you? I, I thought that was the flu that came back. Yeah. <laughs> well, a little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> Sorry, Pat. Proceed. I'm going to give a brief story on this issue, taking it from my comic shop. So they do a pretty good job there. I can tell you what this issue was about. While Luke, Han, Leia, and the rest try desperately to escape the confines of the Death Star, Ben Kenobi stands face to face with the deadliest Sith Lord the Dark Side has ever produced. Darth Vader. As the two bitter enemies duel to a stalemate with lightsabers, the old Jedi soon realizes that for Luke and the galaxy, for that matter, to go on, he may have to make an ultimate sacrifice. Spot on. So, that's kind of the quick overview of this comic. Did anybody else read this? Delvin, did you come class prepared? (laughs) No. (laughs) This was on the pull list. I didn't have to read it. That's the point of the pull list. (laughs) Well, you should. This isn't my long box. (laughs) 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 I'm I'm just in the back seat. I mean, looking at this cover is the best cover of the four that I've seen so far. Looks great. Yeah, it is a pretty nice, sweet cover. Yeah. Vader looks pretty um, B.A. on the cover, if I may use those letters. (laughs) You can use the letters. Anybody got any thoughts on this one? I loved it, and everyone loves it because it is Star Wars. Isn't that right, fellas? Just agree. (laughs) That is right. I also loved it and will always love it because it is the Star Wars. It's great. It's exciting. (laughs) It sure is, is, Pat. It is. This is about three people agree with you, Pat. Mm -hmm. I know. This is actually probably my first Star Wars comic book I owned. Oh, yeah. This issue, this particular issue was, yes. It was a good looking cover. I think the Dorothy slippers are really bothering me on Leia, though, on the cover. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that's true. I guess I didn't notice that. I do like on the cover, though, how the coloring of Darth Vader's hands as Han is shooting the blaster and it's got that red shade and the red shade in his eyes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a really nicely drawn cover. Wait a minute. Han Solo's not on this cover. Luke's shooting it. Yeah, it's Luke shooting the blaster. Is that what I said? No, he said Han. Oh, it should have been Han. I could see the confusion, though, because uh, he's shooting a blaster. It's very unluke like I mean, he shoots, but you know what I mean. Moving I mean, on. This wow, section wow. always gets effed up. <laughs> God oh, dang it. Hold on, wait. While that may be true, I, I mean, ha ha. <laughs> Jason messed up a Star Wars character. Uh, it's a big day for Dolan. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to get punished by Pat's bad day. Everyone's laughing at you today. Everyone's laughing at you now. They're, they're going to start laughing at me again. Yep. You had your moment of glory. Now it's gone. Okay. You can make it up, Jason. You can make it up. <laughs> you do better next time. Well, if you want to hear more about this particular issue, I believe it was one of the earliest episodes that I did under the Longbox Crusade. Mm-hmm. 
though. You can go back into the archives if you'd like to hear that, or maybe not. It just matter. a warning, folks. We're not on those episodes. Yeah. yeah it's just me by, just by myself. Me. Having fun. It was a good time. <laughs> He's so happy to remember him back <laughs> to us. Life was much simpler back then. Everybody yeah, likes Star Wars. Nobody gave me crap. <sighs> All right. Well, that's going to be it for right now for Pat's Polis. So thanks for sticking around. Before we get started with this episode, let's go ahead and take a quick podcast promo break and we will be right back. Greetings, podcast listener. Do you like? Gotcha, or maybe? Dragon Flame! How about? Tatsuo! Ganido! Or? In the year 1999, an abandoned alien battle fortress crash-landed on the planet Earth. Our most brilliant scientists and engineers spent the next 10 years reconstructing the damaged ship and studying its highly advanced space technology called Robotech. Do you remember... Our Star Blazers! Or this... The year is after Colony 195. As the world constantly changes in the chaotic era... There are two mobile suits that could turn humans into the ultimate weapon. The Wing Zero and the Epion. Or maybe even this. After the desire for blood pools all, the only hope left is the one they call D. Or this. Gene, grappler ships dead ahead! It wouldn't be fun otherwise. Let's do it! Or... If Cardus is allowed to be reborn, she'll destroy Marmo as well as Lodos. Or have you seen the latest episode of... And just like that, everything changed. At that terrible moment, in our hearts, we knew home was a pen. Humanity, cattle. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should check out Anime Freaks, hosted by Dr. Bill Robinson and me, Gene Hendricks. Anime Freaks is a monthly podcast covering all things anime. It is available at 2TrueFreaks.com and on iTunes under 2TrueFreaks Presents Anime Freaks. Welcome back from the break. Now let's get to the first featured comic for this episode, and that's Amazing Spider-Man number 173. Well, we're going to get to the credits from Mike's Amazing World of Comics website. Thank you, Mike. Publisher Marvel got a cover date of October 1977 with an on-sale date of July 12th, 1977. Cover price is 30 cents, but there is a 35 cent variant out there. So if you have that, you are lucky or you just paid five more cents for it. Yeah. Look at you, Mr. Big Spender. <laughs> I paid an extra nickel for that one. That could have cost you like five Tootsie Rolls. You probably have one of your kids on the rowing team at USC right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just do topical jokes. Topical jokes. <laughs> How do you feel, Jared? Selling out for that. <laughs> Not the same as every joke I do. Fair enough. Too shag, too shag. Thing is, it probably won't be topical by the time this one comes out. Yeah, people will be like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Anyway, we got editor Len Ween. Writer is Len Ween. Penciler, Ross Andrew. Inker, Jim Mooney. Boo- Mooney. Mooney. Whatever. It's not Mike. <laughs> Who cares? You can go to hell too, Jim. (laughs) What's happened to Mike? Come back, Mike. Maybe we can do it. Jim Mooney Mooney River. River. We cannot. 
No, there are no fancy names. <laughs> Set it all down. You get nothing to like it, Jim Mooney. Like <laughs> the record, no <laughs> No. <laughs> Stop it. Quit. Stop it. Money, money, money. <laughs> That's not bad. That's catchy. <laughs> Oh, letter is John Costanza. Colorist is our favorite color me bad colorist. Running this ween. Woo. This was reprinted in the Essential Spider-Man Volume 8 trade paperback, or you can also find it on the Marvel Unlimited app. So if you want to read along with us, and I hope that you do. It's as much fun as it is listening to us. It's probably even funnier when you read it and then listen along. You'll get what we're talking about. Anyway. You'll be in on the joke. Yes. I don't even read them. Oh, that's an old one. It's old when I brought it back. I'm bringing it back. We don't don't need to read it because Delvin does such a great job with the synopsis. Mm -hmm. Uh Oh, I better come through on this one. Speaking about coming through, let's go ahead and look at some cover credits. Is Ross Andrew and inker is John Romita. With that cover, let's get some cover description by Jared. Can do. Marvel Comics Group is in black letters emblazoned on a yellow banner. Spidey stands like an alert fireman awaiting the call to danger in his green corner box. The Amazing Spider-Man logo is white letters on a fire red background that sits upon the webs. The cover has plenty of burning action as Spidey is cooking up a sweet uppercut on the Molten Man. Hot woman Liz Allen cowers as the building burns down around her in the background. Liz shouts, help me before the fire kills us all. As if things couldn't get more inflamed, a text blurb degrees, I mean decrees, wounded in blinding pain. The web slinger fights his most desperate battle to save the life of Liz Allen. And finally, seared across the bottom of the cover, it states, The Molten Man's Man's Last last Stand. stand. Delvin, flames, wishing, sound effect, go! Pretty good. That was pretty good. (laughs) Oh, Jared, thank you for that hot description. (laughs) Sizzles. Sizzling, yes. You're fired. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I loved it. Well, let's get to some quick cover thoughts, and we will start with Jason. Well, I can't believe that Jared left out the most interesting fact of all is that Spider-Man got his hand on his pants. (laughs) (laughs) And I could go on about (laughs) but I'm just staring at Spider-Man got his hands down his pants. I'm Go ahead. To multitask. I guess so, man. <laughs> Pardon me while I whip this up. <laughs> so, I, Spider-Man got his hands down his pants. What do you got, Pat? <laughs> well, I think this is a really fun action cover. It's very interesting. Makes me interested to find out what's going to happen in this issue. I like the colors that are going on, as Jarrett described. There's a lot going on in this one. Makes it's me want to open it up and fun. read it. Yeah. <laughs> Jared, what's your thoughts? I just sang them. Oh, (laughs) Oh, it's a great cover. I mean, we got Andrew and Ramita, two titans of the industry, teaming up. You mentioned great colors. It's got a nice tilted angle. Got Liz Allen in the background and peril. You can tell Spidey's having a hard time. No pun intended. The hands. (laughs) Delvin? On the cover, it looks like everything is on fire. And what I wanted to know was that burning... Well, Delvin, you'll have to close your eyes. <laughs> Give me your hand. Give me your hand. Uh, you feel my heart beating. Do you want to 
understand. There's not going to be many podcasts where four dudes are singing Eternal Flame. <laughs> You're just not going to find that. I, I just don't think that's the case. It is a good cover. And as soon as I saw it, it was Romita and Andrew, or I should say Andrew and Romita, you know, you're in for a treat. And so I think it was a fun cover and it accurately depicts what's going on in the book as well. And it shows kind of that impending sense of danger, even without the word blurbs. So it was a good job. I'd say a little too accurately depicted what was going on in the book. Well, I mean, they didn't do the web gloves, so they didn't go completely full bore. So eh, I thought it was a good job. And for whatever reason, even just the Amazing Spider-Man with the white and red, it just complements the cover, too. I do like this cover. Yeah, they made some good choices and colors and angles. Yeah, I already, yeah. already had my turn. Never mind. Fire! <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Speaking about, let's go ahead and get to some ratings, since everybody wants to talk about how much they like it anyway. If you like this, then we're going to rate this a one through five. Five mean it tickled your tummy feathers. You loved it. Four, <laughs> you really liked it. He's Three. tickling down tummy feathers. <laughs> Spidey Three. style. Hand in the pants. <laughs> Three, you liked it. Two, you didn't like it. Or one, it fucking sucked. So, Pat, what's it going to be? Because <laughs> I'm next. I'm on the list. <laughs> well, Pat, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I'm going to give this cover. I feel like he does this when we're not around. <laughs> <laughs> sits in his basement computer's not turned on and says these things into the mic i do <laughs> <laughs> i like to talk to myself i am going to rate this one a four i liked it let's see what jared what you're gonna give it even though i had a lot of nice things to say about it i really feel like it's more like a two. Oh, i'm just kidding it's a four Oh, it's a solid cover. I like it. Yeah, I was thinking you'd be a three. No, no, I'm four all the way on this. You know, Molten Man's not A level, but I still like Molten Man as a villain. I don't think they uh, overuse him so we don't burn out on him. (laughs) (laughs) Delvin? In honor of Jared, I'll give this cover a four because, you know, that's my cover. Welcome to Crying Film Face Off. <laughs> it gets all the tears, man. It gets all the tears. It gets all my tears. Total inside jokes that only make sense to me. <laughs> it's from Backdraft, fellas. Jason, what do you got, man? Shadow. Shadow. <laughs> He's quoting Backdraft as well. You need to get your hands out your pants, Shadow. <laughs> you get three points, Shadow. Ooh. For molesting oh. yourself on the cover, Shadow. <laughs> That's your extra points. What are you talking about? <laughs> Mr. High and Mighty? Gonna beat this guy's ass. I'm gonna rescue this woman. Gonna get out this burning building. I'm gonna rock. I mean, well, look at Liz Allen's legs over there, man. You can see where he'd be in the mood. Yeah. Who hasn't been in the middle of a fight in a fire and thought, I need my hands down my pants? <laughs> yeah. Those without sin cast a first stone. We've all been there. Exactly. I'm just saying, you know, like, my son was like four when I had to tell him, get your hands out of your pants. Man. <laughs> I got to tell this to Spider-Man? Come on. <laughs> Narrator. He put his hands back down his pants. <laughs> Man, sometimes you got to spin a web of any size. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Pat, take your show back. Hurry. <laughs> well, I'm, so, Jason, you're giving it a three? I wasn't sure here. I'm Three. three. Uno, dos, trace. That's it. That's all he gets until he takes his hands out of his pants. Takes his hands out of his pants. <laughs> he gets a four. <laughs> I like that Donald Sutherland, though, man. You did a good job. Thank you. All right. I think we'll end with that. I'm not even going to ask Jason anymore. <laughs> There's nothing left to ask me. I know. I told you. I just, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the last episode? <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. List all over again. <laughs> that is it. I was gonna ask for more detail, but never mind. No, um, so no, no mind. we're good. We're ask good. for less, less yeah. detail. You told me one word answer. I, I mean, then I was like, hands down, pants three. <laughs> okay. All right. How you rate it? That's what you're rating. Man. That's what I'm rating. I respect that. Can't put your hands down your pants on the cover and expect a four, unless you know you're a different type of magazine. All right. Well, I think, speaking about putting your hand down your pants, let's go ahead and talk to Delvin. <laughs> give us a short synopsis. Let's do it. While attending a demonstration in radiology, high school student Peter Parker was bitten by a spider which had accidentally been exposed to radioactive rays. Through a miracle of science, Peter soon found that he had gained the spider's powers and had, in effect, become a human spider. A Spider-Man. Stanley presents The Amazing Spider-Man. title of this book was If You Can't Stand the Heat. In honor of upcoming St. Patrick's Day, this synopsis will be all shamrocks and shenanigans as I weave Spidey in with all things St. Patrick's. Come along with me, leprechauns. The issue picks up where the last one left off with Molten Man long gone from the hospital and Spidey in close covers with the cops. Spidey tries to shoot web shooters. The cops shoot guns like the Boondock Saints, winging Spidey in his right shoulder. That isn't very lucky. In this list, I pulled up lucky is a word associated with St. Patty's Day. <laughs> oh, luck of the Irish word. Okay. Spidey escapes the cops and some doctors who can fight like hooligans and is back on the trail of the Molten Man. Molten Man is at a pharmaceutical company where he accosts a doctor into making him a pot of gold that he hopes will cure his condition. The gold turns out to be fool's gold, though, as Molten Man only reverts back to human form for a matter of moments. Begora. Meanwhile, Liz Osborne is being consoled by Harry Osborne, Mary Jane, and Flash. Mary Jane has green hair in this issue. Okay, she doesn't. <laughs> Harry is disturbed that Liz won't fully open up. Then the cops come, which upsets Harry more. Liz goes on with them as they tell her Molten Man wants to see her and only her. Peter, who was at home resting his rainbow, gets a call from Robbie to go to the same scene. Liz bravely marches in 17 steps to talk with Molten, whose limerick is rising by the second. Spidey jumps into the fray and even with a banged up arm and webbed up hands to protect himself from the heat, knocks Molten Man and inadvertently Liz around. Molten Man hits liquid oxygen and Spidey and Liz hit the floor. Spidey escapes with Liz and Molten Man overheats and apparently blows up like House of Pain did for about six months. One last thing, <laughs> Harry's left alone in all this. That can't be good for his mental health. Aaron Gobra. Back to you, Pat. <laughs> I was wondering if Aaron Gobra was going to make it in there. <laughs> But you didn't talk about Spider-Man having his hand down near a shillelagh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you beat me to it. He was, he was, someone's been trying to give me Lucky Charms. Yeah, it was Lucky Charms jokes. Do it again! <laughs> he went with an Irish accent this time. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> They're so pleasing, you guys. They're so pleasing, you. <laughs> Clean as a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Irish break. Love it. Love it. 
<laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Delvin, for that. It was very good. Let's go ahead and get to the brick or brack for this issue. Is it a first read or a reread, Jason? It is a first read for me. Delvin. It is a first read for me. I stalled so I could bring up the list. Jared. Oh, it'd be a first read for me too, laddie. I first read I. Guess what, gang? It's a first read for me. Oh, a pot of gold at the end of our rainbow. I'm gonna rat you out for all the shit you've pulled. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only Irish thing. I mean, you know, with Sean Connery played an Irish cop. I'm with you. Okay. I'm with all your movie references tonight. <laughs> Oh, wow. I'm off on that one. Me too. I, was untouchables, I, was I think. Oh, okay. It was the Untouchables, yes. That's kind of what happened when Spider-Man put his hand on his face. <laughs> that was, it was very touchable. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and get to some highs and lows. We'll start with Jason. High or low? Or what the? Well, I think I'll start it off with a high. I thought the opening scene was a lot of good action. It brought us right into the story, picking up right where the last one left off. Mm-hmm. I thought the cops were a little trigger happy, but as far as sucking us in right into the action, it did a good job. Delvin? So I'll continue with that with a what the... I mean, those doctors were kung fu fighting. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Just the Chinese one, man. That was like, I was just like, don't make the Chinese guy do that. Oh, you're going to make him. He's like, I've been reading some Kung Fu. I'm Flash Gordon, 40 years in the future. Wah, 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 wah. Like, like man. It's like a superhero kick. It's like, <laughs> that's something you can put on your fight resume. Like, you know, it's like, could, could you put that on my tombstone? <laughs> <laughs> I hit Spidey with a kick. It was awesome. I'm not even mad at him. I won't even talk about like a make a Lin Weenism. I, I wasn't even mad. I was impressed. <laughs> Who was the fat not kingpin guy with the mind powers? Faustus. Oh. Fa- yeah, Dr. Faustus. That guy needs to send him his resume because he was better than all that dude's goons put together. Oh, that, yeah, his goons are terrible. <laughs> So, Jared, what do you have? I'll go with a high. They come back to the whole Liz Allen slash her stepbrother Molten Man storyline every once in a while in Spidey Comics. Like I alluded to earlier with my bad pun, they never really burned me out on it. It's like they touch on it about once a decade to kind of remind you that it's there. And Liz Allen doesn't get the spotlight a whole heck of a lot. So I kind of like it when it happens because she's really a very much background character. And it's kind of nice to bring her to the forefront. Mm. So I'm happy to see a little Liz Allen. What do you got next guy in the script? Well, Jared, that's me. I'm next guy. (laughs) I'm next guy. What I got is, is me next guy. I really enjoyed this issue. I think the action throughout it was very good. And I liked the background story that was happening as well. That's my highs is the action kept me entertained and kept me wanting to turn the page to see what was going to happen next. Let's go ahead and do another round of highs, lows, or what the with Jason. Well, I'll continue with the high. Talk a little bit more about Molten Man. I did not know who he was until I read this issue. He was a really compelling villain and dangerous. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the comic book characters, the villains are kind of corny or cartoony. I really didn't know if Liz was going to make it out alive in this one. And that was a pretty brutal fight between Spider-Man and Molten Man. Mentally, you could tell he was so unstable because he, on the one hand, he was pleading for help with Liz and then mm-hmm. threatening her the next minute. And he was just so mercurial you didn't know where they were going so hats off to a pretty kind of scary it was interesting and i'm interested to see more from him 
it's hard to even call him a villain. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, it's tragic. I mean, obviously. Yeah. He's tragic, but he's kind of a dirtbag. Uh, I can't remember the full backstory, but like Mark Raxton isn't a good dude. And I think it was because of some of the crap that he got into in his life is what led him to like being turned into Molten Man inadvertently. It's a pretty good play of how Liz is a pretty good person and she feels some sense of responsibility for it, kind of like Peter Parker style, where she probably shouldn't because everybody has that relative that's a ne'er-do-well and is just going to get into trouble whether you were with that person or whether you weren't with that person. But she still takes responsibility anyway. And I want to add one more thing. Molten Man's always been a pretty tough out for Spidey, one way or the other. Like, Spidey has just never really come in and just mopped up Molten Man in like a panel or two and that was it. It's always been a pretty extended thing for him to have to put Molten Man away. He's always had to get very inventive about it. Yeah, he is an interesting character with his abilities. Yeah, I appreciate that backstory too. I kind of got the sense that he was kind of the ne'er-do-well, as you said, in the family. I kind of see where Pat was coming from though too, because there were some points I was like, well, he's desperate. Mm -hmm. He just wants to get cured. But I think where it crossed the line for me is where he intentionally put, I think she's a stepsister, if I remember right, Mm -hmm. uh, her life in danger. As I was reading it, I don't know if you guys read it the same way, but it was almost like he was saying, if I'm going to die, I, I don't want to die alone. I want to take you with me. It's almost how I was looking at it because yeah. he well, was re- definitely putting her in mortal danger. Well, I'll tell you this, Jason. I do read my comics just like you, one page at a time. <laughs> left to right. <laughs> left to right. If I go right to left. Maybe that's why I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> I don't read them at all. Ooh. Twice in one episode. <laughs> Jason, I wanted to add, I would say, yeah, because he couldn't control himself and he's still like, no, stay with me. It's like, yeah. she's going to die if yeah. she did. And the crazy thing is, apparently she would have, but Spider-Man's like, no. <laughs> we got to go. the girl. Dublin, you got a high or a low? I'm going to add a high, and the high is going to go to Lynn. If you peek ahead, like we have, I mean, like I'm sure you guys have. I haven't done the reading, but I've looked at the covers. Green Goblin's coming. Yeah, I was kind of getting that sense. (laughs) And he never spent a ton of time on it, but he hinted at it twice in this book. He hinted at it last issue, too, Mm -hmm. where... You know, he's with Liz. Liz is his whole world. Also, he was doing his psychiatric stuff. And now he's about to, for whatever reason, like Liz has to break away and take some time apart. And I don't think Harry's going to be able to take that. And I think that Lynn has done a very good job in very few panels laying that groundwork down. He's done a really good job with that. He has definitely invested some time and planted the seeds. Yep. Yeah, that's what I think Lynn is a very good, you know, long game story player, at mm-hmm. least through these issues. I think he's doing a great job on that. And I didn't catch that last issue at all. So that's very good for pointing that out. Now I catch something in this issue and I was kind of thinking the same thing. I'm like, whoa, Harry's going to go crazy. Yeah, he was about to snap on the cop. Uh-huh. It was deserved enough to where he's like, okay, you've bothered my fiance enough. And then he wasn't so much rejected, but Liz is distraught and just wanted to be by herself. And, and he probably wanted to be the one to console her, which hurt. So he's left alone. And they made it a point to say he's left alone. And he probably doesn't need to be alone with his thoughts. 
You know, he was a recovering person with mental issues and he probably needed to be with people and have her around. And she's not. That's probably going to be problematic. And soon. Yeah, those cornrows were flattening out. (laughs) (laughs) Jared, you got a high, low or what the? Hmm, I'm going to give a high to my brother, Jason, because Delvin gave us a good background on Mark Raxton and said, everybody's got a person in their family and they're do well. And Jason didn't bring me up at all. So <laughs> <laughs> I was, was going to say, Jared, if you can't think of who that person is, that- <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. But that's just a high for the team. I'm going to give a shout out. We do this a lot. It's worth it. Ross Andrews pencils are great again. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to highlight uh, when he snaps and turns back into Molten Man after he's briefly cured. That final panel, that great body movement with the desk flying back, very dynamic drawing there. A lot of dynamic stuff in the fight scenes, even without Mike, uh, what's his last name? Espadito! There we go. <laughs> without Mike Espadito, the art is still looking great. So we got to get up from Mooney for doing an admirable job. Do we? Yeah. <laughs> All right. 75% of us will give it a We're doing an admirable job. So again, the art, Ross Andrews, the man. What do you think, Pat? I'm going to give a what the. Mm -hmm. Now, this guy's on fire, right? Fire. Anyway, he's on fire, but somehow his underwear stays on. (laughs) It's like the Hulk in his purple pants. I was going to see what kind of brand he was wearing because I want that brand. Yeah. <laughs> That's some durable underwear. You got some burning in your pants, do you? <laughs> no, but I mean, if I'm ever, you know, in a raging inferno and I die and they pull me out and they'd be like, man, he is a charred wreck, but he's decent, man. He's still covered. <laughs> Spider-Man, when he's fighting him, his suit doesn't burn up. He's got tears and he had to sew it, but it doesn't burn up when it's on flames. I just don't. I don't understand that. Lynn and probably Ross didn't want you know, two naked dudes fighting, <laughs> especially <laughs> Peter already with his hands down his pants. Yeah, yeah there is a comics called Authority. Yeah, well, I yeah I know. I'm just, somebody's making some good underwear. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think with that, why don't we go ahead and get into our silly Spidey moment? Jared, you're up. Ooh, What's your man. silly Spidey? This was a drama-filled issue. It was. It was. I got to give it up for Kung Fu Doctor and his, his uh, <laughs> you know, just straight-up ballsiness. You know? <laughs> I think what really sold it for me is, like Jason mentioned earlier, when they made the Asian guy do the karate attack, I was like, oh, so stereotypical. But then he was like, I've been reading these books. So I'm like, oh, so they didn't make him Kung Fu guy just because he's Asian. He's actually studying it via book, which gave him the confidence to fight a superhero. It was those male and, and do it well too. <laughs> that guy. Anyway, he gets my silly Spidey boat. The way I would have told that story too is like, and I kicked him and then Spidey was like, ah! and then he <laughs> ran. He ran like a little pansy. He didn't yeah. run anymore. But then I would have made something up like, and then I said, cold blue mother effer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's going to start his own villain team called the Surgical Six. (laughs) (laughs) Well played, sir. Well played. Thank you. Thank you. Pat, what do you think? What's your silly spidey? I was also going to choose the karate chopping doctor guy, too. So they're kung fu. Feel free to. Feel free to. The only other thing that I had in here was there was just only one chuckles count. So Lynn always got to use the word chuckles. 
I don't know why that must be the hip lingo back then. Guess so. Guess so. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna start calling people chuckles. Yeah. Bring it back, dude. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, I'm in on that. I'm gonna start yeah. using chuckles. Okay, cool. Let's all do it. So, chuckles, Jason. Well, thanks, chuckles. I'm gonna <laughs> pick page eight, content page eight. After Peter sees the stack of bills and there's the one notice from the school, he opens that up. Turns out he's flunked out of college. I was <laughs> laughing. I was like, "You're a dropout. You did." <laughs> <laughs> you, need to, you need to hunker down, do some studying. But then the coup de gras was like, he's trying to figure out how to pay the bills. And he actually considers turning himself in for the reward <laughs> on Spider-Man. <laughs> I was like, you have hit rock bottom. <laughs> anyway, Delvin, what's your silly Spidey moment? Every now and again, I will, when I'm breezing by the letters page, I mm-hmm. will uh, take mm-hmm. a look. And there was a letter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> addressed to Mr. Lin Wein and it was from the Green Goblin. <laughs> I saw Uh-oh. that too. I oh. saw that too. That's great. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. from a place called Snuff Gwynn City, New York. Mm-hmm. Like, man. Hate, 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 hate. Hate, 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 hate. Yes, that was definitely out of the way. Clearly the editors were having a little bit of fun. Wanted them to know that if no one else caught that, I did for this one. Yeah, I was wondering, I think you've tipped your cards a little bit already. I kind of thought, well, is that the editors kind of further planting the Green Goblin seed? Maybe. Or did somebody actually write that in? I'm leaning towards editors, though. I'm leaning towards editors, too. I don't know it, but I'm going to lean that way. That was a funny letter, yeah. I read all the letters. There's more people in the letters pages going, bring back Willow the Wisp. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, you yeah. know, for our St. Patrick's Day episode, it probably would. You know. Okay, fair enough. This is his time to shine. Finally. Enjoy your time, Will of the Wisp, you fruit. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Watch it there, Chuckles. <laughs> Easy, Chuckles. Easy, Chuckles. Up in here. <laughs> All right, well, I think with that, let's go get some ratings. We're going to rate this one through five as well. Five, it tickled your tummy feathers. Four, you really liked it. Three, you just liked it. Two, didn't like it at all. One, it Vulcan sucked. So let's find out what it did for Delvin. What was that? That was my Falcon sucked noise. Oh, <laughs> sad Falcon. That's a sad, sad Falcon. Uh, Man, that's that's Falcon. I was like, sad. what is that? Is that I my thought noise? Jason was closing the door. The <laughs> I thought I, I was looking around. I, mean, I was like, what's your house haunted, dude? This house could be haunted. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just my sad Falcon. <laughs> well, I will not be giving a sad Falcon for the book. You know, I'm in a pretty good mood. Let's give it a four. Got good art. It was a good story. Looks like a very good setup coming. So there are a lot of things to like, and I didn't have really anything bad to say about it. So I'll give it a four. Mm. What do you think, Pat? Well, I am going to be there right with you on Four Island again. I Ooh. really liked it. I enjoyed the story as well. Like I said, I was starting to feel for Molten Man. I was like, you know, the guy's just trying to turn himself back to normal. What's wrong with that? Giving it a four. Jason? In honesty, I had originally scored this a three, but in our discussion and having a second look, and particularly with Delvin helping some pieces fall in place for me, I'm going to bump it up to a four as well. Ooh. I like this. When we are able to all discuss it and everybody knows a little bit something, it helps each other out a little bit more. Yeah, that did really help me. It helped make sense of some of the scenes that I wasn't quite sure about. So, Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I can comfortably give it a four at this point. Jared? 
If Joe November was here, he'd probably give this a 3.5. <laughs> but since Joe isn't here. But since Joe's not here, I'll bump it up to four. Because, like I said, I like when Liz Allen gets a little spotlight. Molten Man may not be an A-list villain, but like you guys said, he's compelling. And I found myself flipping the pages. This did not feel like work. So, four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, fair point. That brings us to the end of this part of the show. You got a comment or question? Send us an email at contact at longboxcrusade.com or make a comment on the Twitter or Facebook page. We will be right back. Beginning in 2018, the Who's Who podcast enters the 1990s with our coverage of the Loose Leaf Editions. Featuring Superman by Jerry Ordway. The Joker by Brian Bolland. Wonder Woman by George Perez. Sandman by Mike Dringenberg. Batman by Norm Brayfogle. The JLI by Adam Hughes. Eclipso by Bart Sears. The Legion of Superheroes by Keith Giffen. Dark Stars by Travis Charest. Lobo by Simon Bisley. Kent Shakespeare by Chris Sprouse? Who is that? Doomsday by Tom Grummet. Wait, are we covering these by issue or in alphabetical order? The Justice Society of America by Mike Parabek. The Forever People again? You are f***ing kidding me. Doom Patrol by Richard Case. <sighs> I'm so confused. And many more. The Who's Who podcast. Go Going boldly into the 90s. A proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network, I guess. Welcome back from the break. Now let's get to the second featured comic for this episode. X-Men number 107. Again, credits are provided by Mike's Amazing World of Comics. Publisher is Marvel. Got a cover date of October 1977, but it was on sale July 19th, 1977. Got a cover price of 30 cents, but also like Spider-Man, there was a 35 cent variant out there as well, too. So if you spent that extra nickel, you got a good one. Editor is Archie Goodwin. Writer is Chris S. Claremont. Penciler was Dave Cockrum. Anchor is Daniel Green. Letterer. Joseph Rosen, colorist Andy Yankus. This was reprinted in Classic X-Men number 14 from 1987. Wow. Otherwise in the Marvel Masterworks Volume 12 of the Uncanny X-Men, Essential X-Men Volume 1 trade paperback, and the Uncanny X-Men Omnibus Volume 1. Or you can find it on Marvel Unlimited as well. Again, we hope you follow and read along with us as we go through these. So cover credits go to artist Dave Cockrum. Speaking about the cover, let's take a good hard look at it at the cover description from Jared. What have we done to you, Pat? What have we done to you? I don't know. It's been like 29 episodes. (laughs) Can you believe it? Can you believe it? The classic Marvel Comics group banner is black letters on a green background. The corner box has a dark gray or black background and contains the heads of Banshee, Colossus, Storm, Wolverine, Cyclops, and Nightcrawler. The title is the all-new, all-different X-Men, red letters, yellow highlights. The main action centers on Cyclops, Colossus, Banshee, and Storm as they're being surrounded by Chud, Corsair, Gladiator. Now I've named all the ones I can remember. Maybe Giant <laughs> Donny Osmond, Godzilla, Earthworm Jim, Jeff Goldblum is the Fly, Xandar, and possibly Ashy Larry. A text blurb on the bottom right tells us, Beginning the incredible saga of the Star Jammers, will it be the end of the X-Men? Delvin Mystery Music. Spoiler, it will not. Delvin, disappointment sound effect. And there's your cover. Awesome. I love it. Let's get some quick cover thoughts. Jerry? Well, it's Dave Cockrum. 
talented cat. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of characters on it, which is cool, but it kind of waters it down at the same time because we had to pair it down to the four X-Men. There's a lot of color. Long story short, there's just a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like it, but I'll let other folks expand upon it. Let's let Jason say what he thinks. I thought overall it was a fantastic, colorful cover. Like you said, just jam-packed with X-Men, Star Jammers, and the Imperial Guard. Just about everything that I love about the X-Men. I really like the space and the stars in the background. It lends to the intergalactic kind of feel of the setting of the story. Just the way that the guard is surrounding the X-Men gives it a real sense of menace. So overall, I really like this one. What did you think, Pat? I agree with you guys as well. It's kind of a busy looking cover, but nicely done. Everybody's somewhat detailed and you can kind of tell who they are. And in the beginning, I didn't know who they were being my first time reading this. Oh, oh, I just spoiled it. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't know anybody. So that was kind of interesting to look at these other people and not know who they are. So it made me want to open up and start reading it. Love the colors. Again, these colors on these old comics like these really pop out to me. Yeah, they don't make them like that anymore. No, they don't. And I miss that. There is something to be said for old school coloring and die cut coloring. Everything's digital and perfectly faded now. And Mm -hmm. even when I do my my artwork, I do have digital colors that work for me that do wonderful fade work. Don't take a slight, guys. I I still prefer that old school sort of two color shading. I just love it. It's nice. Speaking about being nice, Delvin, what's your thoughts? Why, thank you, Pat. I'm so glad you asked. I recently, or Pat and I recently talked about Transformers issue four. On that cover was the Autobots and the Decepticons were bearing down on them, kind of like a a siege. You know, those covers are kind of hard to do because somebody's back is going to be to you. There's no way you can really get that perspective of all of them. And there's a ton of characters that Dave had to introduce. And this I don't even know the name of the big dude that's like kind of the feature, like the first character who catches your eye. I don't know who that is. But for all the characters that are on the cover, it's not crowded. Um, I think that's Giant Donny Osmond. (laughs) According to my synopsis, it's Giant Donny Osmond. So GDO is in the cover. (laughs) And a lot of colors and none of them clash. It's a very good job of giving that sense of impending doom for the X-Men. So I like the cover. Well-managed chaos is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. He he did a really good job of showing the craziness. And I don't know how he pulled it off like he did without making it look so crowded with all those characters. But he did. He did a good job. Well, let's actually find out how good of a job he did by going over our cover ratings. We have a one through five and it's going to be five. It gave you a ring to swing on. You loved it. Four, you really liked it. Three, you liked it. Two, you didn't like it. And one, it turned you into a baby. He hated it. Jason, what's it going to be? I suspect I might be in the minority on this one, but I'm going to give it a four. A lot of that's nostalgia. I'll admit it's got a lot that I like about the X-Men on this cover and it's done very well. So I'm going four. What do you think, Jared? You are not the minority. You're at least average at this point because I also am going to give it a four. Pat? I am going to give it a four too. I wow. really like it. Okay. Yes. Boom, I'm re- boom, I really boom, like this cover. Boom. We can open the door. No, you can keep the door closed. Ah! Ah! <laughs> oh no. If musical genius Joe November were here, <laughs> which what is would he not, give it? 
you know, he, he would probably give it like a three and a half. But since I don't have that option. It was close, but I'm keeping it at a three. I did like it, just not enough to bump it up to a four. But it was a good cover. Spidey's hands down his pants and gives it a four. But so I'll, the Cyclops sort of put his hands down his pants with you. <laughs> no, no. But had Storm put her hand. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Let's just keep going. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Jared, like, well, go, again. go get that paper bag. Breathe, breathe. <laughs> there you go. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> again, I'll use this segue. Speaking of hand down to pants, let's get a quick <laughs> synopsis from Jason. Pardon me while I whip this out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go make a sandwich, you guys. I'll be back. Jason, you just go. <laughs> and furthermore. <laughs> Cyclops, Storm, Banshee, Nightcrawler, Wolverine, Colossus, Children of the Atom, Students of Charles Xavier, Mutants. Feared and hated by the world they have sworn to protect, these are the strangest heroes of all. These are the X-Men. Stanley presents the Uncanny X-Men. So this title was Where No X-Man Has Gone Before. After a brief four-month hiatus, Chris and Dave got off their collective and finally continued with their interstellar adventure. The X-Men find themselves on the other side of the galaxy, staring down an army of super-powered aliens led by a creature called Guardian who is sporting a legit mohawk. Not quite understanding what's going on, but recognizing that the alien woman Lalandra is in mortal danger, Cyclops orders the X-Men to attack. As the battle rages, Lalandra reveals that her brother, Dekan, has usurped the throne of her homeworld and plans to unleash the power of the Imkron Crystal. Fearing that the forces of the crystal could spell disaster for the galaxy, Lalandra has mounted a rebellion and is now to be put to death. Although the X-Men fight valiantly, the enemy's numbers begin to take their toll. Just when a defeat seems inevitable, they are suddenly rescued by the timely arrival of a quartet of space pirates called the Star Jammers. In a vicious last stand, the X-Men and the Star Jammers manage to finally overcome Gladiator and his Imperial Guard. Unfortunately, victory has come too late as the power of the Crystal is unleashed and the fate of the galaxy is placed in grave danger. Will the X-Men be able to save the galaxy? Will Lilandra defeat her evil brother Decan? Who are the Star Jammers? Will someone please explain to me how Nightcrawler's image inducer works? See you next time. <laughs> Seriously, folks. So what do you got? Explain to me how that image inducer works. It's just an image, right? Yeah. But how does he like program it? It can make any image. How does he, that? Uh, he uses his mutant powers and enzymes be coagulating and shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Right. Nice. Thank you, that clear, clears it all up. <laughs> A little Dave Chappelle show callback. I love it. <laughs>
Good one, Chuckles. Good one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Jason, you're the X-Man fan in this group, aren't you? I am, but I don't know. I need somebody to explain this technology to me. Because it makes sense to, in a way that he can program in an image like he does, and he prefers Errol Flynn, the actor, so he can mm-hmm. walk around out in public. But how does he make a creature that he's never seen before in the span of seconds? MacGuffin. All right. I guess so. They're in space. You never know what happens. Space. 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 (laughs) Space. Anything can happen. It's space. (laughs) Anyway, I suspect people will have more to say about it when we get into the bric-a-brac. Well, speaking about getting into the bric-a-brac, let's go ahead and do that. I got a segue that made sense for once. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes. First read or reread. Pat? Well, it's a first read for me, Pat. Delvin? Uh, It's a first read for me, but we're not going to get a rainbow. Jason? It is a first reread for me. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to sneak it in there. Jared, sorry. I messed it all up for you guys. If Joe November was here, he... (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't even make sense here. Uh, It's a first read for me. Jason ruined another rainbow. Jason ruins a rainbow. Uh, it's just us three amigos. We are the three. of a variable plethora of highs and lows. Let's get to <laughs> highs, lows, and what does. Let's start with Jared. Oh, Lord. <laughs> what you got? Uh-oh. Or do you got a lot that you want? To, are we going to need them to go more than a couple rounds? Uh, Just to get the... <laughs> uh, I'm going to start with a low. The big low for Gerard for this whole issue. At last count, and I did lose count, feel like Claremont introduced us to 64 new characters in this <laughs> issue. It's a whole new world. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, there's new characters. Thank God for Jason's recap. I had no idea what was going on, and I read the book. I know I joke with Henry. I read it. It was just bouncing off me. I wasn't absorbing any of it. I was like, who this guy and that guy is just, we've been having this problem now with the exception of last issue. The last couple real X-Men issues of this storyline have just been peddled to the metal, throwing everything at us. And I just can't absorb it. There's so much going on. So many new characters. I'm reaching don't care levels way too fast. And I shouldn't hmm. because there's interesting stuff going on, I guess. But it's so much. It's just like, eh. it's like the time I watched in Inception. People love Inception. But I got to a point where I was like, I really don't care what level of dream world we're in anymore. I just don't care. I don't care. Maybe I'm a simple person. That's fine. I hate X-Men and I hate all of you. (laughs) 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 And with that, I will pass it to Pat. I'm kind of the opposite. I'm loving this book right now. I thought it was, I was you, interesting to see all you these love little. Green Lantern too, though, right? Yeah. I think cosmic stuff just doesn't speak to me. I think that's my problem. I kind of like cosmic stuff. So this isn't wacko to you? 
like your weirdness that you don't go, okay, I'm just going to go with it. <sighs> just no, no too much at once. Yeah. I can handle Stagron running around the city. <clears throat> I can't handle Stagron and Gladiator and, and Corsair, Ashy Larry. Stagron, too stupid to understand <laughs> these mutants. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It's your turn, Pat. It's your turn, Pat. My difficulties hijack your turn. No, well, you know that's what we're here for. We're here to talk these things out. Anyway, I really, really enjoyed this issue. And yeah, like Jared said, there's tons of things coming on here. Different groups coming on that. Will I remember them all? No, probably not. It'll take me a few times as they go through who, you know, the Mohawk guy was and who these different people were, as long as I'm getting their names as they go. And then I think they did kind of a good job of trying to say their names. Oh, look, it's you, Sean Cassidy. And then he would give all these different names out. The Star Jammers. That's a really interesting group. They're like pirates. They're space pirates. They're, space They're pirates. very much like space pirates. Yeah. You got Corsair. You got Chode. You got Hepzibah. You got Raza. Is it Chode? I was Chode saying Chode. Or Chode? I, I was, I I'm know. bad at names. Yeah, I thought I it was yeah, Chod. Chod. Yeah. Do I'm, we all agree to Chod? Chod yeah. is. Sure. Chod. You know me. I'm a bad name sayer, so. No. I like it when they were doing names like the M Crane and D, what was that guy? Ken's name? D Ken? D Ken. D Ken. D Nuts. I'm going to make me, my name's going to be P Act. J Song. J Rod. No, I'm not playing this stupid game. D Elvin. That's our name now. The Hard Web. I like that. Well, let's get the uh, high low from Jason. Or what the? Well, I'm going to go real specific on a big high here. I thought that credits page was actually even cooler than the comic Dude, book. Dude, you, you took it. You took, you literally, dude, that is exactly what I thought. Exactly. Okay, we can edit that out and I'll just do it. No, no, no. <laughs> like, dude. The like, first page? Yeah. Yeah, that first page. That would be the one I would hang on my wall. Oh, that yeah. would be a five for me right there. That, the artwork in this is awesome. I stopped as soon as I turned from the cover. I was like, holy cow, that is an awesome, just an awesome picture. A lot of well, new characters in there. <laughs> Not so Not much on, the... on that first page. It's just the and then oh oh I was looking at the, I was looking at the double page spread. I see yeah oh yeah 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 that first page is dope. That one would go up on my wall. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. that's I was the double page spread, which is also quite good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just the big high I had for coming out of the gate. I really love that first page. What did you think, Delvin? That first page agreement, notwithstanding, I'll give a high to. I get the feeling Claremont. And probably to some extent, Cockrum, this is kind of an apology. You saw it with the couple of editor's notes that they gave, even from the yeah. first page. They're like, even though it's been a few you know, issues, this is where the action picks up again. Really? Yeah. Please read. <laughs> Hopefully we didn't torpedo our, our readership by doing what we did. So there was a lot of action. That's my high. Going back and forth with the heroes. And then the Star Jammers were introduced with Jean dropping a hint like, let me just kind of see what these people are about. Because she very smartly picked up that. How are they speaking perfect English like this? No way. Let me see what they're about. And she found out a secret. And it's like, oh. So, I know what it is. Yes, I know what it is. I know Jason knows what it is. Oh, I don't Pat. know what it is. No. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Oh, Pat. Well, you're in for a treat, sir. I know you don't want me to spoil it, so yeah, I don't, won't. Don't, don't. I won't. It's that Cyclops left the iron on back at the mansion. <laughs> oh, this snap. Is the, this is the first time the mansion burned down. <laughs> <laughs> so that's mine. Jared, we back to you, man. 
Welcome back to the Jared Show. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to ask a question, which might be followed by a high or a low, depending on the answer. I'll go to our expert, Jason. Okay, I think it's a high that Wolverine actually stole a dude's clothes. <laughs> that is true. Was this an attempt to give him a new uniform? I feel like I've seen him in this uniform before. Yeah, it'll stick pretty much through this story arc. This is kind of a unique look for this particular story arc. He will eventually go back to his more traditional costume. You've seen this, like, I've actually seen it relatively recently. Maybe Delvin is reading it, the Return of Wolverine comic. Have you been picking that up, Delvin? I, ha- I haven't been. Okay. Well, in the Return of Wolverine, as he comes back from the dead, shocker. Uh, you know, so one of the things is like metaphorically within his head, there are all of these iterations of him and all of these iterations of Wolverine that bring something unique. And there's the Berserker Wolverine, there's the Samurai Wolverine, there's Patch. And then one of the Wolverines in that issue was from this uh, Imkron Crystal story arc, the Wolverine and the clothes he stole from. I think the character's name is Fang. Right. Guard. And he was enough of a dead ringer that his own friends thought he was just joking when he jumped at him. Like, oh, yeah. ha ha, Fang. That's fun. Oh, crap. That's not Fang. <laughs> that's not Fang. <laughs> well, I just, I think I'll end up giving it a high then because first of all, he stole a dude's clothes. That's pretty funny. And second of all, it looked good on him. And that's kind of a unique and clever way to get somebody into a, you know, hey, do you guys like this new costume? Because, you know, they try that out with all the heroes at some point. I thought that's kind of a clever way to do that. So I will give that a high. I think the color schemes look like a later on costume. Mm-hmm. When you say that, now I look at it and go, oh, yeah. I can it looks kind of like a good blend of the yellow and blue and the brown and yellow. Yeah. yeah. Like the brown and tan. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm giving that a high. He stole a dude's clothes and it was a good look for him. Pat, Delvin, Jason, uh, Ashley Larry, Giant Size Donny Osmond. Who goes next? Chuckles? Chuckles, what do you got? Well, I'm glad you asked, Chuckles. (laughs) Chuckles. I really enjoyed this issue. There's a lot going on. I'm looking forward to this storyline that's going to play out here because I'm really interested in it. I like how there's a callback back to X-Men 65. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about there that. There were a couple of callbacks. They set up the whole callback yeah. about how Eric the Red had been doing the mission of Dekin, and no one even knew it at the time. Yeah, they did tie up that arc pretty nicely. I do like, at the end, Peter Kerbo is back, the man. <laughs> yeah, the that's man. right. More characters in never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Not big on the ensemble cast, are you, Jared? I'm not. (laughs) I'm just a caveman, all right? The ways of these things frighten and confuse me. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I got. Jason? Well, I liked in this episode, Cyclops was not effing around, man. He took charge right away, and he just went... I'm going to laser it! (laughs) Well, I mean... Hey, we're the X-Men. You don't like us? Boom! I looked at it like this, because it did seem out of character. But come on, man. They've gone across the galaxy. They don't know what they're dropping into. You're faced with a bunch of super-powered somethings. You don't know what exactly is going on. But the lady that you're there to help, for whatever reason that you don't fully understand, is going to be executed. And you're really the only strategic element he had was the element of surprise. And he did not waste it. And because he took quick action, they were able to fight long enough until the Star Jammers showed up to save him. And I think that he deserves mad props for that. I also like how Wolverine actually was getting in on the action, still lipping off 
off somewhat. And Cyclops was like, oh, damn it, you know. <laughs> but I'm really appreciating it now because I'm reading the Uncanny X-Men still today. And in the story arc going on today, the X-Men have been wiped out. And there are only two X-Men remaining. One is Wolverine and the other is Cyclops because they were both dead in quotation marks at the time and have come back. So it's these two that have never liked each other and now they're all that's left and it has been fun. Cyclops didn't even know Wolverine was still alive. Wolverine didn't know Cyclops was still alive and Wolverine finds out in the final scene of this issue, Cyclops is standing there and he's basically called out all of the mutant hating scumbags on the planet. The Reavers, those creepy guys and the priest kind costumes everybody's coming out and they're like you know you're gonna die here right this time you're gonna stay dead and cyclops is like yeah i know but i'm taking some of you bastards with me right he's gonna take as many of these guys out as he can before he goes and the one guy's like how does it feel to die alone and then you hear from the woods the snick snick and the voice from the woods goes he ain't alone it's like two pages of them just fighting back to back so I thought, you know, it's been like my whole life and it's like led up to this where these two are finally coming together. So it's fun looking at these early years and then comparing it to where they are now. So anyway, big high for me. This shouldn't be a surprise to anyone, but we now know what Jason's Star Wars is for Pat. <laughs> <laughs> yep, fair enough. <laughs> you, you know how I'm a fan of genuine passion. I read mm-hmm. the, the latest Uncanny X-Men 2, and you're right. It is cool because Wolverine and Cyclops, it's always been a marriage of convenience. And sometimes it doesn't take much to where it's just like, you know what, dude, fine. You want to go? Let's freaking go. I, I don't like you. And so, yeah, a lot of that was built from this stuff here, where this was the first issue where Cyclops was finally like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of your lip. I've had enough. Yeah. You're going to mess around and catch these eyes. I guess not these hands. You're going to catch these eyes. And and so, yeah, it's. Zap, zap, zap. Zap, zap, zap. zap, zap. So, yeah, I do agree with a lot of that. I just wanted to add, I do get why Jared can be tired of this. I think that Chris Claremont deserves a world of credit because he could have done this one of a couple of ways. Excusing the last issues that were filler, he could have taken a long time to tell this story. But just like Jason's mentioned, six issues a year. He like, look, I'm not going to insult your intelligence. This is going to be a freaking sci-fi Lollapalooza, let's go. And he threw it at you. I can definitely understand, like, it's too much. And I think the majority of people looked at it as like, this is freaking awesome. Because, I mean, think about Pat's favorite. Think about Star Wars and, and the hundreds of things that were thrown at you there that people celebrate today. And I guarantee you somebody was probably like, man, this is too much. Like, I'm kind of like that. Where, you know, people like throw out their jokes, you know, Hoth or Dagobah system. Like, mm. but but as for every one person like me who couldn't care less there are 10 who jump up and cheer about it and that i get that i get that yeah so i've rambled but hopefully i've made some sort of point and all that thank you delvin for your support on x-men and shut your mouth on your criticism of star wars I, you gave your takeaway. <laughs> well, I think with that, enough has been probably said. Yeah. 
I got more if you want more. <laughs> I have a feeling somebody's dragging this rating down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get no more power out of her, Captain? <laughs> I'm giving it all she's got, Captain. <laughs> who knows? Maybe, maybe he'll come around. We'll see. Let's find out who went the extra mile in this issue. And Jason, we'll start with you. Boy, there's a couple possibilities here. I'm landing on Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. Nightcrawler took out three of those dudes single-handedly rescued the princess got the job done i'm nightcrawler all the way delvin i'm gonna go with corsair because the x-men as hard as they fought they were dead in the water if it weren't for corsair and the star jammers coming in and uh, saving the day so i'll give it to them yeah i can argue that so many to choose from <laughs> you know, I gotta give it to Wolverine. He fought naked and then he stole the dude's clothes. <laughs> Fair enough. You, you Fair fight enough. naked and steal the dude's clothes that you beat. Yeah. You got the extra mile award. Yeah, you know Fang was eaten by himself in the chow hall there for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fang, man, you got beat by naked man. He, that Fang, man. he janked your convert, man. <laughs> Shut up, man. Y'all weren't there. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> Uh, uh, we Pat, I think we gotta get yours. I'm gonna agree with Jason. I thought Nightcrawler was my yeah, guy for it's this. A good call. It's a good call. It, you know, he saved the person they were there to save. He saved her, so he went the extra mile for me. Well, let's go ahead and get to some ratings for this one. Just a reminder: a one through five. Five, it gave you a ring to swing on. You loved it. Four, you really liked it. Three, you liked it. Two, you didn't like it. And one, it really turned you into a baby. To a baby. I want my baby back, baby, back. I have a feeling we might have to lower this ring for Jared a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Bring that ring down. For me, I really liked it. Gave it a four. You know, I think there's some more going on. There was a lot going on in this issue. I really liked it. Let's go to Delvin. I'm going to give it a three. I take this as the welcome back book from the apology tour from last (laughs) issue. Absolute debacle. It's three trending more towards four. Big storyline coming and they've already hinted at it. You got that Mcron crystal that already blinked out reality. It's kind of big. Pretty big cliffhanger. I like that. I like cliffhangers. I like action. So gets a three. Uh... <laughs> Jared. Yeah. Well, hello. <laughs> uh, hi, hi, Jared. Hello, mm. rookie agents. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I gave a lot of thought about what I was going to score. This It's not my cup of tea. And if I was Joe November. <laughs> I would give it a 2.5, but since he's not here and I actually used the phrase in my rant earlier, I'm really glad to have Jason's summary. It's a two. (laughs) Oh, man. Having to use my summary, suck it down. I've never been happy to receive a Jason summary (laughs) until today because I need it. I have no idea what's going on. It's too much. It's too much for Gerard. Gerard's settling on a two for now. Uh, Maybe I'll be back up with you fellas in the future. We'll see. I don't hate it. It feels like work to me right now. And comic books shouldn't be work. I I get get where you come from. Yeah. Jason? I'm going to give it a four. I really liked it. Tons of action. Great art. Good story arc. I know what's coming up. 
It's got the Star Jammers, got the Imperial Guard, got Gladiator. A lot of elements that I liked. It wasn't perfect, but I did really enjoy it. I think I'm last. I think that's All it. All by oh. myself. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, that surprises me. I would. I was wondering if you're going to give it a five or not. You know, it doesn't quite raise it to a five. It was a little chaotic. It's not a great jumping on point if you're a casual reader, I think, as Jared has demonstrated. So I don't know. It's got to be a really perfect book for me. And I know there's some better stuff out there. All right. Well, I'm kind of excited to see where this is going. I'm also now kind of intrigued to see where this will take Jared. (laughs) I also am intrigued. That one makes a good point in that it is every other month. So I think he's trying to give us his money's worth. But man, I never thought I'd see a world where I'd be like, Claremont, slow down. Because, you know, he's famous for just, you know, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But there is just, I'm having a hard time, boys. Well, I wonder, too, how much pressure he's getting from the editors at this point to hurry the storyline along. That's a good point. I had a talk with Ed Brubaker, who wrote on Uncanny X-Men in the early to mid-2000s. He told me that, yeah, there's a lot of pressure from editors and to move these storylines along, and you don't always get to pace it the way that you want. And when you figure that he pretty much wasted two months with that last book, I think there might have had to be some like, okay, we got to catch up. We got to introduce Decron with the Mcron crystal. We got to introduce Gladiator <laughs> and the Period Guard, and we got to introduce the um, star jammers star jammers when the star jammers showed up man by the time he showed up i was like come on and then the the straw (laughs) that broke the camel's back i was like is that peter fucking corbo back (laughs) (laughs) how did he even get here (laughs) let's go spaceship man he wasn't there he was in orbit around earth and what happened with the mcron crystal was so powerful that it registered with his instruments on the space station that he was on maybe i should start paying attention more when i read these comics i'm usually not the detail guy (laughs) (laughs) you are today sir you are today all right well with that i think that's going to bring it to the end of this part of the show you got a comment or question send us an email at contact at longboxcrusade.com or make a comment on the Twitter or Facebook page. We will be right back. Phew, another great show wrapped. Sure was. Now, uh, time to move on to our serious business. Time for the monthly team meeting. So, Team WFD, roll call. Activate. Host, Mike. I'm here, bro. Webmaster, Doug. Hey, everybody. Tech support, Rifty. Huzzah, it is I, Rifty. A sentient Twitter account, Wilfred? And me, other host, Paul. Okay, everyone present. Now let's look at our upcoming schedule because we've got some big things coming up. I think our first order of business should be the new segment, Thoughts. Is the new segment segment about about my triumphant triumphant return return to your world? What the f***? Holy s***. Son of a... Who let the candle maker in here? Wilfred... There are far too many humans on this show. I'm just trying to balance things out. Look, I'm, so- I'm sorry, Candlemaker. There's nothing really for you in the upcoming episodes. Plus, let's be honest, you, you had your 15 minutes. What? what? How dare you? I'm King Kandor. Yeah, 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 whatever. Look, um, we've got a new segment launching. We've got some guests planned, Jail May 2 to look forward to. Not to mention our 100th episode coming up, and we really don't have room for you. I'm sorry. But, 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 what? Uh, what? Uh, Fine. Fine. Whatever. Whatever. You mortals and your show show suck. suck. Oh, yeah? Well, we might suck, but we can still blow you out just like Dorothy the Ape-Face Girl did. 
Yeah, in your face, King Candle. Oh, ha, ha. Very funny. Very funny. Bye, Bye losers. losers. See you in hell. hell. Man, that guy was a jerk. Waiting for Doom, the world's greatest Doom Patrol podcast. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Podbean.com. Welcome back from the break. Now, let's get to the feedback part of the show where we share your comments, emails, questions, likes, and shares in a segment called Crusader Comments. We are thrilled to kick off these comments with special shout outs to our Crusader Club members. These are the fine folks that have joined our crusade. They enjoy discounts from Jared's online store. I do not like the X-Men. Dot, no, no, no. <laughs> dot org. <laughs> dot biz. The yard sale artist. Dot big cartel. Dot com. Early access to special long box episodes and so much more. So these folks are reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to our show. Blast it or stash it. Bob Buster. Dave Collins. Gene Hendricks. I, the Collector. Ivor Evans. Joe Thomas. John and Maggie. Maxwell Travers. Mr. Lobotomy. Ronald Went. Ross Michaud. Samantha Maney. Steve Cronin. Tim Ah. And Toronto Cop. If we missed anyone on our list, we apologize. Please keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance of release. So if you're a recent addition, we should be adding you soon. But still, no worries. Just let us know that we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com and we will get it straightened out. So you might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? How do I become a Crusaders Club member? It's as simple as reading an issue of X-Men. Just head over to Patreon.com, search for Longbox Crusade, and pick out your 15 characters. (laughs) (laughs) For as little as $1 a month, you'll get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. Come check it out. Don't have any extra scratch lying around, but still want to help us out here at Longbox Crusade headquarters? please take a moment to write a review on iTunes for this podcast. Even if you just want to keep it short with just star ratings, it helps raise the profile of the show and we will share your review on the next show. We will move on to social media likes, shares, and retweets. We're talking about episode 27 of Crusader Chronicles from May 1977, where we discussed Amazing Spider-Man 171 and X-Men 106. Kicking it off with Austin Kuykendall. Knucklehead. Coffee and comics. Collected edition. Comic reflections. Already upset because I don't see any Chris at BTO and Bat books. Like, there's no Chris. There's no Esposito. What, what, what are we, do we even podcast, bro? Do we even podcast? Well, in fairness, we have to remember, too, that we're recording this on the day that Facebook and Instagram went down. That's true. So we're unable to mine a lot of names and stuff. Although I'm looking at you, Chris, and BTO and Bat Books. You should be on Twitter. You should not be letting it roll. Down the highway. <laughs> down the highway. <laughs> you got Jason crying the lyrics. Uh, <laughs> is this what you wanted, Chris? I mean, he's crying. I mean, it's kind of a show. Anyway, <laughs> comic reflections. 
Thank you. Comic yeah, <laughs> reflections. Comics and words. Dallin Baumgarten. Darth Ron. That was just a crazy old man. Dave Collins. DSNRS. Darren and Ruth. Eptisum. Green Lantern HG. Paul Hicks. Hot and nerdy. John Lindwall. Spidey's got his hand down his pants, so. <laughs> just a jack. Just a jack. <laughs> <sighs> Justice's first dawn. Lobo Black Wolf. Married with comics. They know what they did. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Marvel Comics UK. Mutant Musings Podcast. Ross Michaud. Secret Wars and Beyond Podcast at Sean. Thanks. The Hammer Strikes. And random geeky stuff. Tim Price, come on down. Awesome this, name. This next one is, awesome. is this a new one? Yes. Oh, man, I like it. Toots Mackers. I'm the daddy on the back. Daddy. <laughs> it's back, guys. Space, the final frontier. <laughs> Trekker talk. And I got unpacking the power pack. Hit it, DJ Cristanos. Ain't no power like the power pack power because the power pack power because I'm packing the power. Don't and stop. Don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stop. Warlord Worlds. All right. Now we'll put a bow on it and wrap it up with Xenozoic Xenophiles. So we will move on to social media comments. Like Jared said, this is happening during the Facebook debacle. So we weren't able to pull a lot of data from Facebook. So we're just going to go with some Twitter comments that we have at the time of recording. And I am going to have one where Dave Collins says, going to be up all night trying to figure out how Hotel California playout music ties into the episode. Oh, and Jason, best rant ever. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. It was an epic rant. It was. It was. I'll go back to it now and then just to... It gets me jazzed up. Mm-hmm. I, I hear you on that. It's kind of like the motivation from Mickey and uh-huh. Rocky, too. Mm-hmm, yeah. I Cochran, def- you're going to grab that pen and go through them like crap through a goose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will grab a comment from Comics and Words. Comics and Words writes, remember these from the Spinner Rack. Got to check out your iTunes. Well, we appreciate that, Comics and Words, and hopefully you gave us a listen and you give us some feedback, especially if you like the show. Let us know all about it. All right, next up. Yeah, I'm not sure if we have ever had a comment from Knucklehead at Greg McCambly, so I'll read it. It says, I had the first part of that Spider-Man Nova crossover as a kid. Never read the second part until well into my collecting, making Greg the only person who had the Nova issue, but not the Spider-Man <laughs> issue. <laughs> it's odd. Mm. I will wrap it up here with Coffee and Comics at Coffee and Comics blog. They say, even without listening, I just want to start hashtag Delvin was right. Mm. I, for one, don't have any problem with that. Mm. Yeah, I think you're the only one. I'm pretty sure, if memory serves me correctly, that Coffee and Comics blog was the one trying to woo Delvin away from Longbox Crusade and onto their show. So I, I see what's going on. What is this? I here? see what's going on. I mean, that's some pretty good wooing. We are on to Cuckoo Kachoo, buddy. <laughs> Here's to you, Robinson. Oh, go find your anyway. dark web, son of a bitch. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for listening to the show. We hope. But yeah, thanks for the. <laughs> <laughs> 
thanks to everyone for the follows, likes, shares, and comments. We appreciate your friendship and help in spreading the word about this podcast. And that's the show. Be sure to check out the website, longboxcrusaderchronicles.blogspot.com, where the posts will be made for journaling this crusade. I want to give a big thanks to Jared, Jason, Delvin for joining me for this 29th episode. Wow, can you guys believe that? Nope. We're a bunch of chuckles. But before we go, let's go ahead and find out where listeners can find us on the internet. Delvin? You can find me at D-E-E underscore R-A-Y one nine seven seven. Jason? You can find me on Twitter at Weasel Skull and I don't know, hopefully you can still find me as Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram, but who knows these days? Jared? Uh, it's funny because they crashed today. Yeah. <laughs> I am at Yard Sale Artist on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And depending on when the show comes out, you might be able to find me at Daytona Beach Comic Con, 13th and 14th of April. If this aired after that, well, I'm sure it was a great time. Pat. You can go ahead and find me on the Twitter and Instagram at Christatos01. If you want to hear more from us on our trek through all the James Bond films, check out On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. Jerry, where can they find that? They can find that at iTunes, Google Play, and most podcasts. Catchers, go to www.secretpodcast.podbean.com or Twitter at OHMSPod. I'm kind of surprised Sean didn't interrupt tonight. I don't know where I he's at. I was thinking it too. I was like, how do you let Sean go? But Anybody seen Sean? Or? No, he's been really quiet. And actually, that's really a time that we should be suspicious. I'm starting to think he might have headed over to England early for the next Saturday matinee theater. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The brandy got- cabinet, is it locked? <laughs> I got him running in the air for me, guys. Oh, nice. I just remembered. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> so we'll find out on the next. <laughs> yeah, I guess we will. Might be a surprise for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Maybe just for me. But anyway. <laughs> if you want to interact with us on the live chat and be entered in to win some additional free stuff on our live raffles, join us for our next episode of Doing It Live Stream over on the YouTube. We do them every second Sunday of the month, and we always start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you'll get reminder notifications for when we go live. Thank you all for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of Crusade. Chronicles. You got a comment or question, email us at contact at longboxcrusade.com or leave a comment on the Longbox Crusade Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter page at Longbox Crusade. Until next time, take care and please join us for the next episode as we continue on the crusade to Intro music for Crusader Chronicles is provided by musical genius Joe November. Check out his SoundCloud at J O S E F L I N 99.
You won't regret it. All songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes. Can you hear me all right? Mm-hmm. Check one. My mic sounds nice. Check one. I can't even get my own sorted, man. I don't care. Sort <laughs> <laughs> yourself out. I can't sort myself out. I'm not going to slam on hangouts. Or- that reminds me. Jason, get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. One other thing, Jason. It's <laughs> happiest when it's together. Let's see, twenty nine. Yep, twenty nine. Next episode is thirty. Mm, y'all believe it? Y'all believe, believe it? it? I can't believe it. Thirty. 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 Believe it, man. Shut up. You guys have right. fun without me. Whoop whoop. <laughs> Party. We're gonna get complete sentences. Do da. <laughs> no more made up words. Oh, <laughs> I don't make up words. <laughs> uh, not according to the X Men named Colossus. <laughs> or poor Mark Texion. Or, <laughs> or Sir, Sir Panthor is still the king of all. <laughs> Sir Panthor. That's comedy uh, gold. We love you, Pat. Just That's comedy you know, gold. Absolutely love you. No, Pat rolls with it. <laughs> I admire that greatly. Well, the best part about the Mark Texera thing was you'd said his name like six times. <laughs> and Pat was still like, no. Yeah, Delvin was like, oh, yeah, the first time I heard the name Mark Teixeira was when I was reading uh, Ghost Rider back in the day. And Mark Teixeira came on and was drawing that book. And man, Mark Teixeira can draw that. He's like, pencils, Mark Tessian. <laughs> I was not paying attention to any of the Mark Teixeiras that rolled out of Delvin's mouth. Had a good opportunity there. We could have thanks them all in the family. Those were the days. I can't remember the Girls were girls and men were men. They said we could use a man like Herbert Hoover again. I just realized I don't know the song at all. Everybody pulled his weight. Delvin, you got a perfect opportunity here to drop us. Sing along if you know it on me. Oh, man. I'm surprised. I don't know it. I touch myself. Oh, you really love me. I don't know if he was uh he wanted to be with her. He was all like, I'm the one who wants to be with you. You'll feel it too. My underwear's on fire for you. Don't put on my pants. I hang on my pants just to be there with you. No, I can't forget this evening. Oh, your face says you will leave. Guess that's just the way it's still I can't see it. Look at that. Inker, Daniel Green. This is Daniel. Daniel? Okay. What did I say, Daniel? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Colossus. 
The main action centers on Cyclops. Cyclops. I don't know what that is, but I kind of want to read it. Cyclops. <laughs> Cyclops and Colossus. <laughs> yeah, they're Cyclops. <laughs> Spell jammers or star jammers. <laughs> Spell so jammer. You're, you're about to like spell a word and then they just cut you off. You're like C A. They're like spell jammer. You've been spell jammed. I was thinking of Psychops still. Just like Psychops. I know what you're thinking and you're under arrest. <laughs> Hold on a second. I want to make sure we don't capture your noise here. Got his hand down his paint. <laughs> Got my hand. Them opinions. <laughs> let it whistle, Jason. Just let it whistle. <laughs> let it whistle, man. <laughs> Send us an email at contact at longboxcrusade.com or make a comment on the Twitter or Facebook page. Who's yelling at you? My wife. She's yelling at the dogs. <laughs> she saying go potty. She's go potty. <laughs> Are you sure that's the dog? She's <laughs> go potty, Pat. Pat, go potty, man. I potty when I want to. <laughs> you know we're not editing this out of the... <laughs> Go potty. Go potty now. <laughs> My pet likes to potty all the time. Potty all the time. I don't know. You want to give Pat any more? Sh- I mean, we got time. I do, I do not. I'm 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 sleepy <laughs> and have to go to work and <laughs> close the get window right now. Yeah. Hey, just don't forget to go open. potty, dude. Just go potty. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> Let's go potty.